Good morning. Good to see you all this morning. Um, you may have received a sermon outline when you came in, so um, if you haven't, there's plenty out there on the tables. Um, really encourage you to write some notes this morning. Uh, it's great to study God's Word together. Um, let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you so much, Lord, that you have given us this opportunity to come together, to study your Word together. We thank you, Father, for the power of your Word, which can transform our lives today. And we just pray that as we study your word together, that you speak to our hearts, Lord, uh, open our eyes, illuminate our mind. And Father, my prayer is the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Well, today we are continuing our series called The Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, we have been looking at the nine qualities that are evident in a person who seeks to live a spirit-empowered life. And this morning we are focusing on how to cultivate the quality of gentleness in our lives. Gentleness. In some of the older Bible versions, this quality is translated as meekness. You may have heard the word meekness. But you know, we don't use that word anymore. Uh, we don't hear that people use that word anymore. Because many people confuse meekness with weakness. They think a meek person is somebody who is passive, somebody who is spineless, somebody who is unable to stand up for themselves. But that's not what meekness is. Most Bible versions today translate this word gentleness. Gentleness. Now what is gentleness? Well the best definition of gentleness is power under control or strength under control. Now, the word is used to describe a powerful animal that had been tamed and trained to submit to a master. That's what it means. Some animals are very powerful, isn't it? Like a lion, you know, you don't want to have a picnic with a lion, isn't it? A lion, a horse, an elephant. But when they are tamed, when they are trained, that power is under control. That's what gentleness looks like. Uh, when a powerful animal is tamed and trained, and able to submit to the master, and that's what gentleness look like. So Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 29, he said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, and then circle this word, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus said, learn from me, I'm gentle, and I'm humble, and I'm meek. But we know that Jesus was never weak or passive. Now, he stood up to the money changers in the temple, driving them out of the courtyard with a whip, and he said, my temple will be called the house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned into a den of thieves. And so he said, this is a place to worship. This is not a place to do all these things. And he chased them out. He was very strong. He stood up to an angry mob that wanted to stone to death a woman caught in adultery. You remember that story in the Bible? And so he challenged them to look at their own sin sinfulness before passing judgment on her. So he stood up against those people and said, this is not going to happen. Nobody's going to stone her to death. And then he stood up to the Pharisees. In those days, they were the religious leaders. And time and time again, 
exposing their hypocrisy because they would say one thing and they do something totally different. So he exposed them uh, for their uh, um, hypocrisy. Jesus knew when to be tough and he also knew when to be tender. God wants us to be known as gentlemen and gentlewomen. And that's what God wants us to be. So today we want to look at three things we can do to cultivate gentleness in uh, our lives. So write this down. Um, you know, we all need to practice this in our lives. Number one is you must decide a quiet approach to life. You must decide a quiet approach to life. Now, when you consider how Jesus came into this world, compared with how he could have come into the world, you get a glimpse of his humble and gentle nature. After all, he's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords, yet he was born in a stable. He was born in a stable to a working class parents and only a small group of shepherds who were watching the sheep at the night and maybe a few astronomers, you know, who were far from there knew about his arrival. There was no fanfare. He didn't make a big deal. So, the week before his crucifixion, he came to the city of Jerusalem. And though some people in the crowd shouted Hosanna, and they waved the you know, palm branches and, and shouted Hosanna to celebrate his presence, majority of the people in that city had no clue who he was and what he came to do. He didn't make a big deal about it. Matthew wrote in the gospel, Matthew 21, 5, he says, say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you. And look at that word, gentle and riding on a donkey. Now in the ancient days, when a king comes to declare war, uh, he would come on a horseback because he's coming with power, he's going to declare war. But when the king comes to declare peace, he would come riding on a donkey. So Jesus did not come to parade his power and his authority, but he came to display his gentleness and proclaim his peace to the people. And then the night before he was crucified, you know the story, he was meeting with the disciples. And you know what the disciples were doing? They were arguing among themselves who is the greatest, who is the most important, who is the best, who is number one. They were arguing all that. And what was Jesus doing? He took a towel and some water and he went around and washed their dirty feet. Can you just imagine that? The creator of the universe, the king of kings, the lord of lords, took the place of a servant. He said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And the same Jesus, he said, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, you must become a servant of all. And you throughout Jesus' life that we see that he was a servant. He was always a servant. He served people. And so if you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, that's what we, he expects us, expect from us to serve others. God doesn't want us to be snobbish and arrogant and gen and all that. He wants us to be gentle and humble in your attitude and in your action. Uh, Jesus kept his power under control. And he treated others with respect and gentleness. 
Now in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul gives us a perfect description of gentleness, even though he never uses the word gentleness in there. He says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. He says, lead a quiet life. Lead a quiet life. We all need that, isn't it? We live in a very you know, noisy world today and we need a quiet life. And then he says, minding your own business. You know, he's saying, you know, just mind your own business and don't meddle with other people, not being a busy body. You know, sometimes that's what we do. You know, we, are, we get so involved with uh, other people's, what they're doing and we are talking about them all the time. He said, don't do that. And then he says, uh, doing your job with excellence rather than worrying about what other people are doing. Just do your, do your job. Do it, you know, I have a policy that, you know, I learned many years ago that uh, in my work, I, I work for an audience of one. You know, who is that? God. I don't have to, you know, worry about anybody else. If I work for the audience of one, you know, he's the one always watching. 24-7 he's there. Nobody else watching me, what I'm doing, but the audience of one. And if I do work for an audience of one, then I will be faithful in what I do. You know, I'm not accountable to anybody else. I'm accountable to God who calls me to do what needs to be done. So, then he says, striving to earn respect of outsiders rather than trying to be rude and arrogant, especially those who are serving you. You know, I never forget this. I was um, at the bank at here, the uh, CBA bank, you know, the, the one in Bonnie Rig. You know, this is a few years ago when uh, they didn't have all this modern technology where you can actually go and do all those things, you know, on a machine, you know, but, you know, and, and at that, it was such a small uh, branch, and there were so many people were queuing up that day. Even people who were outside the shopping center were queuing up to get to this small bank, and I was, I was part of that thing. And I could actually hear people getting really uptight, they're getting angry, uh, because, and I looked at, there was a girl who was serving, she was probably in training. And, uh, and she was really getting panicked. And, uh, you know, she was sweating and so many people going there and being rude to her. And uh, so I was just watching all these things. And my turn came, maybe half an hour later, my turn came and I went there and, and she was serving me. And I said to her, look, um, you know, you're doing a great job. You know, just take it easy, you know. And I could see the tears coming through her eyes. And then she looked at me and she said, and you're the pastor of Parkside Church? <laughs> I said, oh, man, I'm glad I wasn't rude to her. Imagine that. <laughs> My friend, what I'm saying is that you never know who are the people that are out there, you know? They, they, they may be going through a really tough time. And we need to understand that rather than being rude because we want to get everything done. We want to be in a hurry to get out of the place and do the things we need to do. But we, sometimes we don't consider about the other person. And that we're saying that, you know, win the respect of outsiders. Win the respect of other people. Now, this is the first step in cultivating the quality of gentleness. Take a quiet approach to life. Here's the second thing that we can do to cultivate gentleness. You must develop a teachable spirit. You must develop a teachable spirit. 
I think today it is impossible to avoid the opinions of other people, isn't it? Because of the, the social media and the internet and everybody is writing, you know, stuff on the internet. I mean, it just, it's so much stuff going on there. And everybody is expressing the idea, opinion. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion or expressing an opinion. But the problem is some people think there is only one right way to look at things and it just happens to be my way. Isn't it? It's just my way. So they don't respect anybody else's opinion. They don't care about what other people are saying. They don't even listen to other people's. What I'm saying is when it comes to politics or theology or culture or fashion or any debatable topic, the gentle person will approach the matter with a humble and a teachable spirit. Do you know everything about life? Can I see your hand? Hello? But sometimes you act like you, you know everything, isn't it? But we, you know, I don't know anything. I don't know a lot of things about life. And I have to be able to learn from other people. And you know, that's what God wants us to do. We, we have to have that teachable spirit. Doesn't matter how old you are, how many years of experience you have in particular field or you know, you have to be willing to, to learn from other people. You are never stop learning in your mind, friend. The book of James tells us, humbly accept the word planted in you. He is talking about having a teachable spirit. You can't be a know-it-all person and show gentleness at the same time. Isn't it? You can't just say, I know everything. But at the same time, being gentle. Whatever strong opinion you might have, have a little room for humility. That's what I'm saying. Have a little room for humility. Leave a little room for a teachable spirit. Jesus said, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, he's not saying we should become childish. You know, that's not what he's saying. He said, but to become childlike. Children have a teachable spirit. They're always asking questions. Isn't it? I mean, if you, those of you have children, you know, they're always asking questions. And you explain something to them, then the next question is why? You know, they, they never stop learning. They have a desire to learn. And that's why Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you cannot enter in the kingdom of heaven. We need to develop that kind of attitude in our lives if you want to cultivate gentleness in our lives. Let's look at the third thing. You can do cultivate gentleness. Uh, you must demonstrate a considerate attitude. You must demonstrate a considerate attitude. When Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, he reminded them his gentle approach to ministry. And look at what he wrote. This is interesting. He said, uh, we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her children. Now, if you're a leader in any situation, this is your example to follow. Paul says that we should be like a mother caring for her children. And those of you who have kids here know that, you know, you know we, the mother have a, a special care for their child. They will not be rough with that child. You know, and I've seen sometimes, you know, when, you know, young mothers, they have their first child, you know, they're very protective of that child, you know. They will not want you to hold or anything like that because they just want to make sure that child is well protected. You know, nothing wrong with that. That is, that is a motherly um, nature, you know, to, to keep that child safe. And so Paul's saying that when, when we came to you, 
as leaders of the church, we came as, as mothers caring for the children. What a beautiful picture of, you know, that pastoral care of a leader for his parishioners. Now, and Jesus said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He, he doesn't put heaviness on upon us. And we cultivate gentleness when we treat others, especially those whom we are called to lead with tender consideration. That's why Paul said, let your gentleness be evident to all. Everyone that you come across. Let the people see that gentleness in your life. Now, if you're a leader or a parent, you know that there are times when you have to be firm. There are times when you have to say things that the other person may not want to hear. And I have to do that many times as a, as a, as a, as a parent as well as a pastor. Though it is necessary sometimes, we need to remember that it is not necessary all the time. Or even most of the time, it's not necessary. Our attitude should be one of gentle consideration of the needs of others. And sometimes, you just have to bite your tongue and, and not to say anything. I mean, I have to do that all the time. As a pastor, there are sometimes, I just get annoyed why the behavior of some other people. And sometimes I say, what should I do? Should I say something about this? Or the best thing maybe just to just bite my tongue and not to do it. I want to, you know, I want to be like, like Jesus in my attitude, to be gentle and not get into an argument with people. This is why Paul said, look at this. Um, why don't we read this verse together? Philippians chapter 2, 3 and 4. Let's read. In humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. You see, genuine gentleness means we consider others and their interest. I don't know, I find that very hard sometimes to, to consider other people better than me because I think I am better than everybody else. I don't know, is that, am I the only person feel that way or anybody else? Hello? <laughs> we, we feel that, isn't it? We think we are better than everybody else and so we just, you know, we often want to put other people down because we think we are better. But Jesus says, if you want to be gentle, then consider other people better than yourself. Better than yourself. So cultivating gentleness means you show it through a quiet approach to life, a teachable spirit, and a considerate attitude. That is the power under controlled nature of gentleness, the fruit of the spirit. Now, here's my challenge for you today. Let me give you four possible scenarios or situations in your life that you could practice gentleness this week. I can guarantee you that you will come across this one uh, either this week or maybe next week or next month, okay? So write this down. This is not in your outline. If you want to write it down, write because this is important, okay? I'm, giving, I'm going to give you four scenarios, okay? Number one, okay? When someone serves me, be understanding and not demanding. I'm talking about when you go to a restaurant, when you go to um, the, uh, the grocery store, wherever you go, when somebody serves you, you know, not to be demanding. Don't just yell at her and say, 
Oh, you know, you should have served me this one. The food is getting cold. You know, I've been here for half an hour. You know, have you seen people behave like that? There's so many people like that. They just don't understand that person behind that, um, you know, the desk or whatever they're doing. Because they may have a really hard time. You know, don't be demanding of that person. You know, that person had to serve maybe hundreds of people that day. And you are just one of them. And it's a Christian thing to do, my friend. Don't be, I, I have seen, seen some Christians, you know, I've been with some Christians. I've seen how, you know, rude they are, some arrogant they are. I, I just feel embarrassed being with them sometimes because of the way they, they talk to the, the waiters or, you know, people there. We need to be understanding, not demanding. And you will have that opportunity, I can guarantee you. This week, you will have that. Okay, number two, second scenario. When someone disagrees with me, be tender without surrender. Okay, what I'm trying to say is that you don't have to agree with everybody's opinion about all the, all the topics they, they bring it to you. You don't have to surrender, but you can be tender. You can just listen to them. And you can just maybe gently say, well, that's your opinion, but you know, I'm sorry that I will not, you know, that, that's not my opinion. That's okay. But you don't have to argue ahead of. You don't have to smack the other person. You don't have to try to win an argument. You know, one thing I learned in my life as a pastor, uh, even, even as a parent, I don't have to win all the arguments. You know, if you, if you just let other people win the argument sometimes, you don't have to win the argument all the time. It's really bring lots of peace in your, in your, in your home as well as in your, uh, in, 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 your, in your workplace if you don't have the desire to win all the arguments. Some people, that's all they want. They want to make sure they win the argument. And they will argue and argue and argue until you give up. You don't have to. So be tender with our son. Here is the third one. When someone criticizes me, be gentle and not judgmental. Okay? When someone criticizes me, be gentle and not judgmental. Well, one thing I learned in life is that uh, if you don't want to be criticized by any people, do nothing. And nobody will criticize you. If you don't do anything, nobody will criticize you. But the moment you do something, you know, I'm talking about in ministry situation. As soon as you take initiative to do something, you know, you'll get criticism. And I have received so many criticism. Read my book. You know, that's, you'll find out. I, there's so many people criticized. When you try to do something for God, you will get criticized. Now, what is your response when you do that one? You can be gentle. You know, you don't have to be judgmental. You, can't, you, you don't say that I'm going to pray that God will come and, you know, finish you up or, you know, you'll get this one or whatever maybe, you know. I mean, sometimes we can be that attitude, isn't it? We can say, you know, but we don't have to. And, you know, it is, it is tough sometimes, my friends. I mean, some of the criticism that I have received, Savi and I received, you know, being here for 32 years, it, it's just very hard to take it sometimes, you know. There was a group of people told me that they are praying that our marriage will break up so that we'll leave this place. Can you believe? I mean, I put that in the, in the book. I'm just saying people wouldn't believe that kind of things can happen. People just become so vicious and they want to attack you. 
They don't, who, are they, who are they praying to? Sometimes you wonder. But that's what I'm saying, that when people are angry and upset, they do all kinds of things. All I'm saying is that when that comes, be gentle. You know, just, just to say, you don't have to go and, you know, smash them up. You don't have to. I mean, I feel like doing that sometimes. You know, I feel like doing that. And you know, I mean, the Bible says pastors should be, uh, you know, be gentle. And they should not uh, be quarrelsome and uh, get into fight with people. Um, so I'm, you know, keeping my power under control, my anger under control in that time. But deep inside me, sometimes I really want to punch them also, you know. <laughs> but don't do that, please don't. Or I'm, I'm just saying, you know, please don't say the pastor said he can go and punch people up. No, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm saying be gentle. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm a human being, so, you know, that's my natural reaction to things. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that this week, you'll have the opportunity to do that. That there will be people criticize you. At your workplace, people will criticize you. You may be trying to do the best you can, and somebody will criticize you. In the home, you may get criticized. You are trying to do everything, all the hard work you're trying to do, you know? And, and, and maybe your partner will come and, you know, don't know what you've been doing all day and they'll criticize you. You know, don't punch that person. Just be, you know, gentle. Okay, Here, let me give you the, the, the fourth one. When someone disappoints me, be forgiving and not retaliating. When someone forgive, disappoints me, be forgiving and not retaliating. Well, people disappoint you, my friends. People disappoint you. That is, that's a fact of life. You know, you will, you will be disappointed. But when that happens, make sure that you are forgiving. You know, don't try to retaliate to that person. You know, and I think if you can, this week, in all the situations, make it your objective to let your gentleness be evident to all. These are the, I mean, there may be other things you could add to this list because we come across all these situations every day in our lives. And let the Holy Spirit do his work in your life. You know, one thing I love about these qualities that we are talking about, uh, do you know that these qualities are called the fruit of the Spirit? You know what does that mean? That's not, you, you, you can't create this by yourself. It's impossible for you to, you know, get up in the morning, I'm going to be gentle this morning. And then you, on the street, you are driving towards the church and somebody cut you off. Man, gentleness gone out of the windows. Isn't it? It's impossible to kind of make that kind of decision. But you know, the best way to do is to you know, connect with Christ, Jesus Christ. Let the Holy Spirit do that work in your life. And I found over the years, man, lots of these areas in my life, I found I was nowhere, nowhere near. I was not, you know, practicing any of those things in my life. Until I learned that the Holy Spirit can produce things in my life. And when you rely upon the Holy Spirit, he will produce, and you will be able to have all these qualities that you're talking about in your life. So allow the Holy Spirit to give you that gentle strength uh, in your life to be seen by all. Let us pray.